This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results and I have also with me the one and only from Presidential Bank Mortgage, the man with all the money that is still lending out money because it's never going to end. Who is that? Terry Kernan. Hey, buddy. How we doing? Good. How are A little you? better. We got past the... You know what it was last week, Terry? I started thinking. You know what last week what happened? After the Fed announced everything and the, and the words and the rhetoric and all the other stuff and everything we're talking about, it was like going into a hangover. We had a little bit of an economic hangover, maybe. I don't know. It was kind of like, ah, oh, darn it. This doesn't feel good. This is terrible. And now we're recovering a little better, saying, all right, we just got to get a little more creative. We got to get a little more on our game. We got to find out where's a little more grant money or whatever it was. It's just a matter of looking at everything. And that's the same, Terry, for us as agents is to get higher up on the game and say, okay, how can we help sellers on the strategy represent them over here? And what do I need to do and learn differently over here on the buy side? And guess what? I got good news. There's something that we've never talked about on our program in how many? 279th program. Wow. Yeah, we're coming up on 300. 279th program that we're going to talk about today that is so vital. This thing here is, I believe, could be a game changer for sellers to attract buyers. Mm -hmm. And it can be a game changer that is going to help buyers immensely with what's going on. So we're going to, you better stay with us. Tell everybody listening in, we're going to definitely talk about this today. So before we do, we'll get in numbers. But, um, yep, here we go. Ready? By the way, I still love my Astros. We're doing good. Okay. <laughs> All right. You watch some of my Astros. <laughs> we broke two records. We allowed the Phillies to hit the most home runs in one game. Fine. You can have it. Whatever. But we also came back the next game, and what we did? Game a no-hitter. Second time in World Series history. Yeah, dilly-dilly. All right, so that's the end of that. All right, so you're going to be happy about this news. I'm bringing you good news. Santa Claus on the way. You ready? Yes. If everybody remembers, and all of our longtime listeners, I've been saying to Terry all year long, he did agree to this, by the way. He did agree to this. It was an <laughs> right? easy easy bet. Never All right, know. this was a, I said if if inventory does not break 500 all year long and we get to December 31st, compliments of Terry Kernan, Presidential Bank Mortgage, they're sending me to Hawaii on an all-expense paid <laughs> yeah. vacation. It's going to be an amazing way to start off 2023. And today I have some news for Mr. Terry Kernan here, my lender guy. Ready? Terry, what do you think are the homes on sale in the county right now? What is that number? All they care is that it's above 500, so I'll take 501. Okay. Good guess. Good <laughs> guess. 509. 509. Okay. Darn it. That news that came out, the, the I needed these sellers to stop putting your house on the market. I needed to get more buyers to buy them up as fast as possible so that we could keep that number below it. But it didn't quite happen. We're at 509. There it goes. I was seven weeks away from an all-expense-paid trip. <laughs> yeah. And I don't ever remember talking about that, but I'll, I'll go with that, okay? Because, we did. I got I know, proof. <laughs> I know that it would have been an easy, easy bet. Okay, the bet was that $50 Candy gift card. Candy from a baby. Candy from a baby. <laughs> there you go. All right, so that's what happened. But I don't get a trip. Well, we could do something next year. <laughs> okay. Compliments of Remax and Darren Ahern. How's that? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
So we finally got above 500. We did. Which, we're above it. Yeah. Which so. is a big number. And I yeah, think that, yeah. Um, and Cons- I think that the number is going to continue to grow into early January. Considering eight months ago or a year ago, we were below 100 at one point for two yeah. seconds flat, and then we recovered that quick, right? So coming soon, here's where the market is, guys. 40 coming soon on the markets. That is a far cry from anybody that's screaming, hey, spring market's on the way. Get your house ready for sale. I do have a couple coming up. I do have my own stuff happening, and I've been busy. By the way, I've been busy. I got nine homes under contract. I saw two weeks where it, like, died, but then it was, like, immediately, I don't know what happened. Everything and bunch of activity and a bunch of stuff started stirring back up again, and now... I've been working hard and getting after it and helping sellers and uh, and our buyers, and I got nine going right now for November settlements. I think I have five and like three or four in December, so we're good. Yeah, I think, and I think part of what you saw was people, all they heard was that rates were going to go up by three quarters of a point, rates were going to go up by three quarters of a point, and that's all they heard, so they were out, in my opinion, they were out buying up whatever they could at today's pricing rather than waiting for it to go up even higher. What a lot of them didn't realize is that they had already factored in the three-quarter prime rate increase that the Fed did uh, last week. They had already factored that into our pricing. So it really didn't affect, but psychologically you could see where people were in their mind saying, I got to buy this today because tomorrow it's not going to be on sale. Yeah, so we had a mental break. Next week, it's not going to be on sale. The big number is 98.1, sold to list price ratio. Okay. So that number is dropping. Remember, I told you, unless it gets so, it's dropped a little, but it doesn't feel like with what we're experiencing in real time with loan applications and what's under contract now and what's in the pipeline and what's about this number and what's about that number, there's going to be a delayed reaction. The only thing is we don't know what that is going to look like. So the delayed reaction are two things, Terry. Number one, it's where a house is listed at initially, okay? Mm -hmm. And then where it sells at, there's a gap there. And that's that gap, okay? So that just shows what's changing and how fast sellers are either ahead of the market or behind the market, okay? Mm -hmm. And then it becomes the... so. So until that gets to 90, and then the second number becomes, well, we're not going to change that price down, but we're going to give closing help, but we're going to offer less and all these other numbers that start to funnel into this. Mm-hmm. And now 98.1, because see, what the reason why I brought up closing costs real quick for, for everybody so I don't lose you real quick, the reason why I brought that up is because that number, that percent list to sold price ratio may stay a little higher, okay? Mm-hmm. Because sellers are going to take the strategy, which I recommend, don't lower your price, just give closing costs to the buyers. Give 3% or whatever it is, right? Because rather than lower your price by 3%, give that to the buyers. Two reasons. Number one, I feel very confident it should still appraise. Why? Because on paper, it's making good sense. We've got sales and data to support it. So that's okay. That check's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Right? The second reason is because of you guys. It helps the buyer to not have to bring as much for down payment amount because now some closing costs and it helps with either buy downs and all this other stuff we've been talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a very, very lucrative, positive thing to help the buyers in that regard and, and it spills over there. So therefore, 98.1, not bad, not bad. I would have predicted we'd be at 96 and a half right now. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, based on all things considered. Yep, I would see, I would hope, it, I was thinking it was going to drop like, ooh, 
we're going to see this thing go like a roller coaster in a week or two, just like inventory stuff. But it's not. It's just it's just not crazy wild movements. The only crazy wild movement have been interest rates. That's it. So in all the time that we've done this show and all the time that we've tracked these numbers, um, the period that we just went through where the number was 100-plus. Oh, we were at 102 okay. for yeah, a minute. Yeah, we were at 102 for a minute, and, and, and that was pretty incredible. But I never paid attention to that number until this, this the last eight months because it yeah. was such a big number. What number is a ballpark, or where do you feel that people will start to say, wait a minute, you know, like, is there a number, like, does it go below 95, or does it... Who says, wait a minute, buyers or sellers? Uh, the the buyers. Okay, because the average is 97.5 is a relative average number. Okay, that's the number that I was looking for. The, the, what the average is, is the 97. average? Okay. We're getting there. Okay, I'm sorry. The average sorry. number I, says, Mr. Seller, you didn't overprice it too crazy bad, and you didn't underprice it to get a ton of offers. Okay. You... 97.5 means that there was some negotiating. There was an there was an average level of negotiating in that transaction. Okay, so that's the number. That sorry, that's the number that I was trying to figure out was there. Where, you go, 97.5. So so anything below that, that's when people. We're starting to head into a buyer's market. Yeah, they're starting to get Th the upper hand. Okay, so you're reading Sellers my mind. Sellers are starting you, to have to lower. Reading my them. mind. Yeah, okay. there you go. All right. Okay, that's that's, that, that's the number I wanted, and I'm. I hope that other people out there wanted it. Yeah, because that's a good, that's good. We're getting really granular. People love it. I know. I we know. get a lot of compliments. Last week with all the math, we went back to college, Terry. We were sitting in Frostburg University <laughs> doing some mathematics. But this is the stuff people want to know. We covered it. We talked about loan payments, how much, where your mortgage payment's going to lie, and how that affects buyers. This week, right now, we're going to talk, and then we're going to let's cat out of the bag about the big subject, Okay. How does this affect sellers? We can't do justice without saying how does this affect sellers within the market. You have got to be out of the gate. This is my. This is where I'm at, and I'm advisor sellers right now. You need to be four to five percent below the last sold home right now, out of the gate. And 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 that's your rule to be ahead of the ball game. To be ahead of the game. With okay. The, with the wave that's coming, it's kind of like a wave in the ocean. To get ahead of the wave, where do I need to stand so I don't get knocked over in the ocean? Where do I need to be positioned in anticipation of the change of the current or the nice wave that's coming so I can still swim in the ocean and not, not eat sand? It's a great okay. analogy, right? Yeah. So, so that's 4 to 5%. So if the last house was at $500,000 next door three, six months ago that just sold, I'm advising sellers today. You need to be four percent less than that. That's twenty grand instead of five hundred. Guess where you need to be? Four seventy nine nine. Probably four seventy nine nine. What? I'm giving my house away. No, you are not. You're where the market is going to still respond because if you're at five hundred or even say five ten or five twenty, the chances of now not even getting an offer at seven and a quarter percent plus maybe interest rates is now you have about a 10% chance of getting that. So what can slow that number down to like where you only have to be one or two or right at? What can do it? Yeah. One thing, affordability. Affordability. Interest rates. If they come out and interest rates drop a quarter of a percent, now it's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Because that's going to cause more buyer demand, right? Yep. More affordability, more buyer demand. You have more buyer's eyeballs on it. 
and now it's 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 a fluctuation of being in a, a position that makes more sense for where the market is in that moment of time. Guys, we're talking almost daily snapshots here, weekly snapshots. That's why I go back to the average rule, six <coughs> days showings. I don't care how long it takes. It could happen the first day, Terry, first mm -hmm. day on the market. Great. I can put your house at a price where I can guarantee you'll get six or eight showings in a day. And we can put your house at a, where you're going to get one or none. And I can put your price where you're not going to get none for the next week. And it's all up to you. That's it. It's up to the sellers. I give you three things, three strategies. I just sat with the seller and did this. Three things. Here's my professional opinion. Here are the price ranges that will do it. What do you think, Mr. and Mrs. Seller? They love it. Because why? It's starting to go, wow, I have the power to control how much, what, what happens. But my job is to prepare them so that they can't look at me and say, well, you never told me, like you never shared with me this could happen, that could happen. What were the pros and cons, if you will? I'm going to give that to you. That's my job because I'm on the pulse of this. So the number one rule, six to eight showings. If you don't have a show, uh, an offer by then, you're not priced right. I don't, care what, I don't care what market you're in. The market doesn't matter about that. It's the very fact that six or eight buyers are not conspiracizing against the seller to not buy your house. There's right. a reason why it's not happening. It could be condition. Six mm -hmm. or eight showings. Six people said, paint the walls, do the floor, the carpet stinks, it has a smell. You name it. It could be 5,000 things. Deal with it. And that's why I kept saying the new strategy for sellers now is doing a pre-home inspection before you put your house on the market so you don't become one of the victims um, of the buyers that are now just walking away. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. How many contracts have you seen buyers are walking away? Why? What's their reason? Home inspection. What's your first thought as a lender? What's wrong with the home? What's wrong with the home? Why didn't the seller do a pre-home inspection? Because five months ago, Terry, we didn't need it. We did not. Definitely did not need it. Today, they're our best friends. <laughs> so, okay. All right. So here's what I wanted to say about that. You got to be four to five percent out of the gate, and if you don't get a showing in the first 14 days, or six to eight showings, now you need to adjust three percent. Maybe four, depending on what's the competition, what else is going on a contract. I look at a whole array of things. That's why you got me. You get it? Mm -hmm. It's very integral. I'll take an hour or two to do this stuff. Why? Because I want to make sure my sellers are really, really in the absolute optimal position, both logically and emotionally. I could show it on paper, and I could do it emotionally. Take your pick. We'll do both. Mm -hmm. That's the that's 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 being really trained professionally, knowing your craft, and really being good at this. So here's the next big thing we're going to talk about. Our subject for the rest of the program today, Terry is we've talked about the mortgage side, assumable VA mortgages and how they work. But now we have Pandora's box opened up with, what do we call it? The FHA assumable loan. Lights out, drop the mic. We've got another thing to play with in our market. What's that all about, Terry? And how's that work with sellers and buyers? So let me say that the FHA and the VA are both very similar, okay? Good. And basically what they are is uh, if you got a loan a year, two years ago, when rates were at 3% or below, then what we're talking about is that rate can be your greatest sales tool by at least advertising that somebody that you have an assumable 
rate mortgage. So let's talk about the VA. We, let's review what we talked about before with the VA. If somebody has a 3% loan, rates are now at 7%, 6.75 VA, whatever the rate is, you don't have to worry about today's rates. What you have to worry about is are you credit worthy to buy that house through the lender, through the lender that currently holds that mortgage? And what you're doing is you're assuming that payment. So if you have a sales price of 500000 and they owe 400000 you have to come to the settlement table with $100,000. But your reward is you're going to get a 3% interest rate. Rather than? And it does not restart at 30 years. So if they've been in that mortgage for three years and they have 3%, then you, then you assume that loan. You bring the difference between the sales price and the principal balance to the table. And this is for FHA as well, okay? This is in, in general how an assumable loan works. And you basically pay the difference. So, so think about it. Is there going to be haggling on the price? Probably not. It puts the seller <laughs> in the driver's seat. It okay? sure does. Puts the seller in the driver's seat. That's good. Do you have to be a veteran? No, you do not on a VA loan. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, whoa, time out. I'm hitting the brakes. Wait okay. a minute, wait a minute. I've always thought with a VA loan, if you have to, to buy and assume a VA loan, you have to be a VA. You have to serve you the military. You have to be a veteran. You do not. That's you don't. A, that's, a, that's something that so many p people believe is true, and that is something that people do not, will not uh, look at a VA loan because of that. So let's talk about this. The VA loan is assumable by a non-veteran. How does that work? The veteran that owns the house right now, that the loan is in their name, they will be able to get the loan out of their name, but they will also not be able to use your VA. The benefit. The benefit, again, until that loan is paid off Ooh. in the future. So you're giving up your VA benefit entitlement to okay. buy a house okay and this is the thing people want to know this is now this really gets complex but this is important to talk about because can you imagine have you ever had a situation you imagine a va seller that's given up they've done this and the buyer assumes the loan now with the difference they pay and then mm -hmm. the terms and conditions for the time frame and if that time frame loan is 20 years and that buyer has assumed that over that seller moves on to go buy another house. They want to use their VA benefit. That VA benefit, if what what's the so the first time they use the benefit is is how much? It's is it one point seven five percent on the loan, or two point two five? Uh, it's um, boy, you caught me off guard. Okay, it's, it's three point three two for second, second time, time right? Users. The second so time. That's okay. the one that we're so let's say the second time. So when people say whether well, it's two point two five and then three point three. That's on the loan part. So on like a $400,000 loan, we're talking $12,000, $16,000 that's added to the loan for their mortgage payment, right? Yes. On their mortgage. Now, they get this benefit. They get all this savings and benefit part. They now forfeit that. They can't use that benefit again. So how does that work now? So, so they have to take all that cash that they just got. Right, the hundred thousand that we use, and they have to use that to buy a conventional loan or an FHA if they want to go FHA. You can have one FHA 
loan at a time. There are some rules, but it's it's too to have a second to, second to have a second, second FHA okay. loan. There are some rules there, but I'm not going to go over them because it. I don't yeah, want to money it too much. Yeah, don't want don't want to confuse people too much. But if you use, so whatever entitlement you use to get that house, that entitlement is forfeited. If if a non-veteran assumes it now, if a veteran assumes your house, okay, here we go. Then you recoup your entitlement once you go to settlement, okay? And the veteran that is assuming your house, they use they're using his, their benefit, his or her entitlement will be reduced by whatever the new house costs. Now, there are several veterans out there that will let a house turn into a um, a rental home where they keep the VA mortgage, but they're going to keep it a rental home, and then they go on and they go to buy another house. They can have They can still have some VA benefit left. Okay. So whatever... Uh, entitlement that you had, you will forfeit until that loan is paid off. So you can go out and use your VA again, but there will be a down payment. Um, uh, down payment. You'll have to come up with a down payment because you won't have your full entitlement. Okay. Yeah, this is really vital. So let's talk about in the last five minutes of the program or less. Here's the thing that I think about now. And, okay. and and this is and let me just yeah. touch on FHA. So that's yeah, go VA. FHA for a minute. Yep. So so FHA basically says that you know you don't have to be a veteran. You don't have you just have to qualify for the loan. So you can't let your brother come in and take over the mortgage. You have to go through the the current lender that is is holding servicing your loan, the loan right? servicing the loan. You have to go to that lender and you have to get whoever's going to buy your house. And it's the same as the VA. You just pay the difference. But they're going to have to basically make sure that you are credit credit worthiness, so you are released from the liability of that home. Right. So the first, so one part of this whole thing, the sellers have to understand, this is a really good thing to offer to a buyer. This can be like very good, thing. huge amount of bait on the fish hook. This is a wonderful thing. This is great, and it helps solve the the, the issue we're dealing with now with high interest rates. But on the flip side, it how much this may this may help you over here, but how does it affect you over here? And how much monetarily does that that hurt you when it comes time to you buying or what you're doing with your life? So you we really need to know what are you doing after selling your home because that's going to dictate some of how that may affect them, right? That they may so they don't be surprised. The last thing I want is a seller to go, wait a minute. If I had known it was going to affect me over here like this, I wouldn't have offered and done this. Correct. That's what's important. So, so the last piece of this, with with a few more minutes left, is this, Terry. Let's look on the buy side of it, right? On the buy side, we already know that this affects them. This like really, really helps them quite a bit. Um, but but the difference. This is the big one. You got as a buyer, you got to bring the difference of that loan amount and the sale price amount, right? Or the yes. loan, the new mortgage amount, right? Yes. Okay. So if a seller is a VA or FHA, the seller's been in the house, let's say, 15 years. Okay. And they bought it for, you know, $300,000, and now their mortgage is down to $170,000, right? Or so, right? right, 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 Their mortgage is $300,000, They've got $130,000 shortfall, and then it becomes, well, how beneficial is that? How many buyers do we have sitting around that have... 130 grand to bridge that difference. 
Not a lot. And also the interest rate 15 years ago is not much lower than it is today. Bam. That's where I knew you were going to pick up on. Okay. So, but now let's say, Terry. So, so, so that doesn't really make sense. The, the person that this makes sense for. Yeah, tell okay? us that. There you go. Here is the perfect candidate for, as a seller, you are uh, your military, you used your VA, or you bought an FHA two years ago when you've got 3% or 2.75%, yep. and you're getting transferred, and now you've got to move, and you don't want to move, but you have to move. And you know that you can get full price, top dollar for your house if you let them assume your FHA mortgage or your VA mortgage, okay? Because we know that the A, that the that the payment is going to be so much less, and B, that there hasn't been that much money paid down that it's going to be cumbersome for most people, most buyers. And the principal amount in two years it's, is, is peanuts. It's peanuts. Because most of that is, so that is the, that you know, that two, so anybody that bought from like COVID on, okay, <laughs> That's a great and, they, and they have to sell or they want to sell and they've got this great FHA or VA, then what you're going to take a look at is the first thing you should take a look at and talk to them about is, hey, would you be, would you want to go through the assumable process, okay? And it sure does make a big difference um, it sure does make a big difference that it's only been two or three years worth of reducing principal, which is hardly anything. And then it opens up the door for so many people to be able to buy your house. Yeah. And so this is the thing, guys, that I am paying attention to on every single thing. Because, see, um, Terry, uh, last thing I'll share is I, I was selling up in Talent Ridge a uh, townhouse. Okay. She was military VA. Um Bought the place brand new, just, you know, they just built them. I mean, four years ago, whatever, been there. So, therefore, like eight, ten months ago, when interest rates were 3% or less, guess what? Wasn't a factor. Wasn't that. No need. That's not going to be needed. That's not going to be beneficial. But fast forward now, nine months later, if I was selling that same, by the way, we got a cash deal on that. So it really didn't matter. Really didn't matter. There was an investor that bought it. And it was a cash deal. And they went 20000 above. And I said, press here, sign real hard. You're going to Miami. You're out of here. Have a nice day. And I'll come visit you, which I am going to do that. So here's what happened. I am for real. So here's what happened. Um, yeah, today, today's scenario, golden goose egg. This would be like the best sour to be out. It'd be like, Oh, I know how to help keep your price as high as we can get it. In fact, you bet you're going to get asking price if we find the right buyer for this situation. So these are the factors, Terry, that are so vital that I know we are helping both sellers and buyers, buyers and sellers with because these are now the new pieces of um, things that programs and, and scenarios that we didn't even think about. Did you even think about this stuff a year ago? No. Is Not it, at all. Let, let's talk about six months ago. Vocabulary. No, one minute. Go ahead. Yep. Six months ago, vocabulary that was not even close to being near our vocabulary was adjustable rate mortgages, was assumable loans, was 2-1 buy-downs. Those things weren't even on anybody's mind or crossed anybody's lips in years and years and years. That's what I mean. Now those are common every day. Let's talk about it. Let's figure this out. Let's do it. You know, 
So that's the biggest that's difference. And we're just hoping on our side, Terry, that our everyday language is reduce your price, reduce your price, <laughs> reduce your price, so you can get an offer before you get less later. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. You guys are awesome. We love your questions. This is how Terry and I come up with all this stuff. It's because of you guys. And we will see you next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care out there. See ya. Happy buying someone. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.